Welcome all, welcome all. We're doing another quick mini so We're talking about matchbox pitchers. That's right. They developed so many different uh, NBC and Aussie productions uh, and documentaries. We're talking about their NBC produced show, Love Rhea, set around a massive sinkhole in LA that basically just opens up giant, just uh you know <laughs> deconstructed place you know filmed in australia this just shows just uh just a bunch of just visions and hallucinations and other just uh primeval uh creatures and uh just other just like almost kind of an atlantis level it's just like these are societies that should not exist and they're underneath this earth. And, and, you know, before you can say San Andreas, this is like, it just goes into disaster movie territory. I can't take my eyes off the screen. Anytime I watch an episode, the production values are kind of similar to other kind of post loss type TV shows like revolution and um, flash forward and just, other sites sorts of mayhem it's competently acted it stars natalie zia who you might know from shows like the detour white famous the shield dirty sexy money but you would definitely especially know her for uh the following under the dome the unicorn and most notably justified that's right winona Always a competent, beautiful actress, but uh, it also has uh, Chico Okonowo, who's a British actor who's been in shows like New Tricks, Paradox, and Being Mary Jane, John Cena from Homicide Life on the Street, Chicago PD, Spielberg's The Pacific, as well as playing uh, the boyfriend in the movie Selena, as well as Bad Boys 2. Uh, another capable actor. Nicholas Gonzalez is another one. You might know him from Resurrection Boulevard, The Good Doctor, and movies like SWAT Firefight, The Purge Anarchy, Behind Me Lines 2, Dirty, Anacondas 2, Spun. You've seen him. You've seen this motherfucker. He's guest starred on just about every other TV show from The Closer, Melrose Place, CSI Miami, True Blood, Ugly Betty. SVU, Pretty Little Liars, and more recently, Narcos. But that's okay. We can't get into all that shit. We got to get into this show. So you've seen all these actors. They've been in everything. They've been competent. They've always, you know, brought it. Now, unfortunately, it's a little too fucking cheesy for my taste. It just... I think a better version of this is Primeval, which you might remember as that one dinosaur show that was on you know it was a british show that often aired reruns on sci-fi channel and pbs that had a little more appeal for those looking for a doctor who meets jurassic park kind of modus operandi even terra nova which had a troubled production where various showrunners kept joining and quitting the show and they had to try and make ends meet and it was taking its sweet time to kind of develop everything and despite not having great CGI, I thought that show did this premise way better. Um, 
So this isn't doing too hot with critics. It <laughs> just shitty average rating of four and a half out of 10 and 29 from critics themselves. So I, I I'm going to half agree, half disagree. Uh, the consensus says there's a method to method to its madness and it simply doesn't commit to its insane premise hard enough to stake out a show worth watching, at least not yet. Metacritic gave it an average score for a 9 out of 100. You know, that's the mixed average rating. I'm going to say, uh, you know, sci-fi.radio wrote, uh, everything I hate in network television science fiction, <laughs> noting the scientific improbabilities. Uh, the Guardian noted it as being gloriously, brazenly bad. It's pretty, eh, while the Globe and Mail wrote, it's so wretchedly bad, it's gripping in its awfulness. Man, fucking hard. Uh, hard pass, it sounded. Anyway, yeah, no, I I find it very watchable. My issue is it's trying to do too fucking much. And the more complex it gets, the more I lose interest. Yet there's enough shit happening. I can't look away from the screen. I think it could get potentially better. The production value, once again, like I say, is kind of like some of those various other kind of Land of the Lost, Twilight Zone type shows like Timeless and what have you. So the budget is there. And even when the CGI isn't 100%, it's reasonable enough compared to other shows. But unfortunately, it's just <clears throat> too many characters, too much happening. And honestly, I think enough people are just blown away by how what the fuck it is. They just can't look away. It really is that kind of a show. If they want to do this better, they either got to get really, really fucking trashy or they got to get really, really fucking good. The score by James S. Levine, who you might know from his work on shows like The Closer and movies like Otis and uh you know even other shows like the last ship and the blacklist you know he does what he's supposed to do but unfortunately it's just needs a little again just needs a little to gel more it needs to truly just break into uh just maybe just push the bar raise it maybe just kill half the cast and then just go into survival mode hell just with all the shit they've been going crazy with, introduce some leprechauns and zombies. <laughs> Get out of the primeval stuff after a while. That being said, you know, I I don't... A show like this was going to be made one way or the other eventually, so it just so happened to be tonight. But uh, I think the futuristic shit, where it's just like a de-extinction program, whatever the fuck that is, <laughs> and then run by people from the year 2076 that's what's just really fucking with people it's just too fucking weird for its own good that being said i gotta half disagree uh, uh the the show is totally blowing its load it's trying to do whatever it wants um it is totally committed to its insane premise uh that being said you know i don't know what it could really do better really other than the, what I've just said so far, if it really, really just wants to uh, flesh it out, they got to just be focusing on 
just you know shit whatever the else they can do to shake it up but that being said it's a mild curiosity it's on streaming i personally recorded it off cable tv because after you know you know the first season was on hulu but due to the peacock wanting to be the only way you can see most of the nbc programming it is not worth the rental money if you're going to just sign up for peacock just for that if you're going to do peacock you better just be doing it for all the other shows you really want to see like svu or the office yeah i don't personally recommend it just fucking tape it off cable tv or watch it at a friend's house in guffaw but that being said, it's still way better than so many other trashy shows that I don't know why they're fucking on TV. That being said, again, it could have been done way better. Uh, there's potential to grow, or at worst, it'll just become a drinking game. But don't get worried, it is not CSI Miami or Walker Texas Rangers level of stupidity. It's just more just a flawed concept that is really going to only appeal to sci-fi completists. I wouldn't mind if it added a fantasy or horror undertone or even Lord of the Rings battles at this point, but it's really got to just really try something different at this point. I know it's filmed uh, uh, in, again, Melbourne, Australia, and, you know, it looks it, but it needs to really focus because it's losing track of what it really wants to do. So, Kudos to having a cool female lead as well as a pretty diverse uh, minority cast, but uh, shame on them for not really knowing what they want to do with all this money and time at their space, at their hands. So better look, work on it, guys. Interesting to note, directors for it include Greg McLean, who you might know for his work on the Wolf Creek films. Thor Fudenthal, I think is how it's known, is known for Diary of a Wimpy Kid and Percy Jackson and a bunch of other guys, but that's just it. It changes every episode, so if they might just want to just narrow it down. Make And fortunately, the seasons are very short, but I don't know, man. I, I think they got to really think long and hard on where they want to go with this if they want anyone to keep fucking watching, because who has time? half the time other than that you know i've already warned you you guys make up your own fucking mind i think it's only a casual look but it's not a must-see but it is also not as bad as it's been made out to be there's far worse shit there's far more overrated shows for that matter but it is a flawed product and it needs some serious fleshing out if they want to really leave a mark of any kind We'll return after these messages. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, <laughs> not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as... Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com. We let things pile up in the DVR, 
We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Dragon Ball Z, One Piece, Naruto, all things that we love, all manga that were originally published in the legendary magazine Weekly Shonen Jump. But not every series can run for 300 chapters and have a hit anime. This is David. This is Jordan. We're the hosts of Shonen Flop. Each episode, we look at manga that ran and jumped that didn't quite make it. We discuss what it did wrong, what it did right, how the series could have turned itself around, and ultimately, was it a flop or not? Run all your favorite podcast apps, and you can find us at shonenflop.com. Keep on flopping, floppers. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.